Hi, this is George Securus, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Lorraine Newman will join us later on this hour. Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Primetime players of NBC's Saturday Night Live. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us as we continue our look at Little Fugitive. Little Fugitive, the 80-minute film by Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin that is widely considered to have inspired the French New Wave Movement of the 1950s. Little Fugitive is available on Blu-ray through Kino Lorber as part of Little Fugitive, the collected films of Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin. Before we went to break, Greg was talking about how Little Fugitive is a marvelous film to behold given the simple storyline and the limits of its production budget. What he did was shoot it without sound. He actually developed a camera. This is 35-millimeter film. The cameras were cumbersome then. This is not 16, because he wanted to be able to have a sellable film. So the only way to do that was to have something that would, would, would show well on a screen, and 16 at that time just simply wouldn't. So he had a friend of his work with him to develop a special camera that could be handheld and be steady. Long before there was a steady cam. this is like, centuries practically before there was a steady cam that he could hold but it couldn't accommodate sound they tried but it wouldn't work so all the sound had to be dubbed later including the little boy's dialogue it's very sparse dialogue and that also works so you're watching an astonishing bit of technology to the point where uh stanley kubrick asked to borrow the camera for his for his movie <laughs> You know, he, he got to know a lot of very prestigious filmmakers. Um, Morris Engel and this film and his other films have fans like uh, Martin Scorsese. You know, a lot of a lot of very heavyweight people admire this particular work and, and things that came after. So that's that's Little Fugitive. And also in this group is Lovers and Lollipops. Now that has a slightly more elaborate score. Is this part, like is this part of the same Blu-ray release? Yep. Oh, okay. You're getting all, all of this in this one little fugitive set. Lovers and Lollipops came a couple of years later, and it's a little bit more of a romantic story about a young widowed mother with a little girl who is a little overindulged. This is not a, a, a well-behaved 50s little girl. This is a little girl who's kind of bratty, and she uh, has a boyfriend named Larry. Now, what's interesting about that is Larry is played by Gerald O'Loughlin. Oh, okay. The great character actor of of the 60s and 70s was on pretty much every dramatic show in the 60s and, of course, played Lieutenant Riker on the Rookies. Yeah, and this was his first movie. And he's trying very hard, and he's he's very kind. He, he's, he, he's not really the kind of... Uh, characters he played later you know you can tell he's a he's a tough guy he's a tough new yorker type but his character isn't he's a nice guy and he's trying to figure out what to do with his life and he's trying to get along with her but she doesn't want to be gotten along with and she's also she's not a bratty girl she's just a real girl who is adjusting to this man in her mother's life and it's just kind of real the difference is that these people are 
um, not quite as blue collar. So they go to places like the Museum of Modern Art and Statue of Liberty and things like that. So you see a different kind of New York, not a super affluent kind of New York, but just a different taste of New York. They go into a, a toy store, into a department store in the toy department. So you get to see a, uh, a mid-50s toy department, what that's like. And so that, that's a, another interesting point of view. Obviously, this being radio, you can't see what's going on, but as Gerald S. O'Loughlin and Laurie March move closer together, another tourist whose eyes are glued to his map approaches them and stops right in front of Gerald S. O'Loughlin and Laurie March, blocking the view of the photographer and totally oblivious to what's going on. It's a very, very funny scene, part of Lovers and Lollipops from Little Fugitive, the collected films of Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin, available on Blu-ray through Kino Lorber. Lovely score, and this is also Eddie Manson, but it was not, um, but it was not just a harmonica. And that uh, theme was recorded by Michel Legrand on an album. So this... Uh, this was, uh, you know, these movies were taken fairly seriously. Of course, this one wasn't as big as a hit as the other, but it also got played uh, all over. And it was, on, like I said, it was on local stations and is shown. And then the third film is called Weddings and Babies. And that is what some consider to be the semi-autobiographical film about their relationship. This is the first one that has synchronous sound. That they didn't have to go back and duck. And these are all done by Morris Engel? Or, or the two yeah. are the... Okay, They're all, right. all Morris Engel, and usually Ruth Orkin is the editor, or she worked on the script with him. She she got it. She was his very much his creative partner, as well as his wife. Um, she got roped into doing the editing on Little Fugitive because they had a Hollywood editor who cost a fortune and couldn't handle it. And so he bolted, and so she ended up having to do it, and she did it herself. And it came out fine so she was very much that uh, that of a partner and the story in uh, in this sort of i don't know how close it is to reality or not but there he has a storefront well there are weddings and there are babies there are weddings and babies and he's a photographer of both yes. he wants to be something more he wants to be all of the films you see on this are loaded with people holding cameras of all ages somebody's holding cameras so it's very much the story of photographers young and old and how wonderful it is to be that and in any in any Felix one, any Felix Ungers in, in the picture uh they don't like pits in their shoes <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry but, I digress and, and in this particular one they at, at various points they're sometimes happy and peppy and bursting with yes. love but not always um, because she, uh, Vivica Linfors, that's outstanding, great actress. She was also a teacher. I, I worked with somebody who, who studied uh, with her. 
she plays the lead and she's working with uh, a gentleman who runs a storefront photography outlet who specializes in that but wants to do more than that he's been doing it for years a filmmaker he, he wants to go into a, a hauling and he's reluctant to commit to her and to commit to a life of settling down when he feels like that might hamper that big future that he's thinking of and so he's he's stringing her along and he just can't make a decision for anything that's the plot but the movie is just one vignette after another it takes place in little italy so here you are in another interesting uh, setting that is absolutely real peppered with amateur and professional actors little italy italy or little italy new york New York. Okay. During the Little Italy Festival. So this isn't the Little Italy Festival you saw in Laverne and Shirley <laughs> that was on the set of Paramount. That was, you know... This is Cinema Verite. Yeah, the real thing. And this gentleman is taking film of it, and he's trying to parlay that into some kind of a movie that we never actually see. But he bought this very expensive camera, and he didn't consult with her. And so there's a lot of... Her and that sort of thing. So that's what the drama of the thing is. This is a more dramatic film than the other two, a, a little less whimsical, but still fascinating and very down to earth and has a real feeling to it. What else is interesting is, is that the leading man is not played by this dashing guy, even compared to Gerald O'Loughlin. He's, he's a very unlikely lead. It's an actor named John Myers, M-Y-H-E-R-S. I believe he was married to Joan Benedict Steiger. And uh, if, this, if this is the guy I'm thinking of, he did a lot of comedies. Yes. With Tim Conway and Don Knotts and Disney. Um, yes. Until uh, his he passed. He was more of a comic actor. In fact, he does some comedy in the film. And we have an example of that right now. This is John Myers with Vivica Linford's From Weddings and Babies by Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin. How many pictures do you have of Tony now? A couple of thousand? Look, I don't like to take these pictures for free, you know. After all, the kid should be in a day nursery or a school or something. Stop it, Ed. Stop what? I mean, don't talk to him like that. He understands every word you said. He's a clever, sensitive child. How are you going to get a picture out of him this way, anyhow? Look, Tony, all of a sudden, these two Indian scouts are about 10 miles ahead of the wagon train, and they come to a big woods. And the first one speaks, and he says, Come on, Bill, don't be a coward. There's no Indians in these woods. <laughs> Pretty crazy white people, though. Now, listen, after this festival, when we make lots of money, we're going to go on a vacation. Yeah. Perhaps you can come with us, huh? Yeah. Here, take this. Put it in his tongue. Stop laughing now. That's it. Shh, that's it. Now put the little bow and arrow in his grimy little fist. That's right. That's it. Now hold it up. Now, Chief Ants in the Pants, if you'll just hold still for a couple of seconds, a nice photograph will be hanging in your father's wigwam before dawn. He was a mainstay of situation comedies, of the Doris Day type movies, mm -hmm. of uh, he would usually play the blustering executive. Yeah. He would usually be dressed in a Commodore's outfit. He had something. one. Of, he had one of those doughy elastic faces that could work as both a stuffed shirt and the guy who would get the pie in the face. Yes, yes. So it is. It is so against type. Really, really is. And and he's playing an Italian, which I seriously doubt he is. But he speaks beautiful Italian. Yeah. And 
he has a little mama uh, who was played by a lady they did they also found on the street sitting on a stoop and who, who passed away shortly after they made this film and she steals the movie because it's this little lady who he has trouble with his mother is is uh you know she's in a, of some sort of dementia where she wanders away and she goes to like the uh retirement office to see if she can get her benefits but she's not registered so she can't get her benefits and then she goes to check on her her tombstone to see if she can have her tombstone changed and they won't change and she does this on a regular basis so he puts her in a a, a very nice facility but he's racked with guilt because she can't live in his his home, which is also his office, because she wanders around and she does things. But you know, is that necessarily so? We don't really know. He's he's kind of unbending and uncommitting. All of that is part of the issue there. But the scenes with her are very touching, and the scenes between them are also touching. So that's it's again. It's like the other two films, but completely different. If only there were more of these kind of American style, and maybe there are, and I'm ignorant of it. American style foreign films. And there's only and there's only so many segment minutes left in this segment, so we can't cover okay. all of them. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Those are the three main ones. There are also a few shorts. There's one nice little one with Jack Guilford playing a grocery store owner from '61. You get to see a 1961 grocery store with piles of Hawaiian punch. How many that. titles are on this Blu-ray? This this Blu-ray sounds like a bargain. It is a bargain's bargain. Now, I will caution you that the fourth film, another feature, is their only color one, and that is called I Need a Ride to California. Now, that has never been released to theaters, and it was uh, a hippie girl who is, is searching for meaning in her life, and it has it has mature subject matter and is not recommended for... Uh, it's a, it has adult themes. So that is, does not fit in with the other three movies. So I wouldn't suggest... And giving this out as like a birthday gift for like a, oh, it's about a little boy. Isn't that adorable? Um, because it's not. But the uh, the short films are fascinating and worth seeing. There are some commercials for Oreo cookies and ivory soap that he did. And there's also lovely profiles that their daughter Mary made about each of her parents. So obviously they were a very close family. This is a, this is a, a situation where they lived in this apartment and, you know, Ruth, when she was busy in the apartment, she would still lean out the window and take pictures of life going on in New York and still did her photography. This was a fascinating group of people. This was their world. You know, New York was their turf, and that's where they stayed. Morris uh, never left New so, York. He so didn't have a car. This is like the Morris Engel oeuvre of... Uh... It really is. Yeah. There's only a couple of uh, films he made digitally later before he died. And that's pretty much it. They're all on here. And they're also from Kino Lorber. So um, it is very, very reasonable priced. And you get a lot on here. And it's just, it, it's fascinating stuff. There's something everybody could like on this. Okay, so is the title of the Blu-ray Little Fugitive? It's Little Fugitive, the collected films of Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin. Three-disc special edition. That's easy enough to remember. A little... Fugitive, the collective films of Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin, available on Blu-ray from our friends at Kino Lorber. Jack, I mean, for some reason I remember a film with Jack Guilford. 
Of course. I mean, could I know? Yeah, that was the one I mentioned. Yeah. No. He was, he was, he was getting a doggy. Yeah. Okay. I, I seem to recall that. Maybe one of those probably popped up on the Children's Film Festival. I'll have to check that one out. That sounds like a good title. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. A reminder that Lorraine Newman, one of the original Not Ready for Prime Time players of NBC Saturday Night Live, will join us later on in the hour. We'll be up to staying tuned for that. In the meantime, since we have a few minutes left in this segment, I thought we'd tell you that if you're a fan of the first five seasons of Saturday Night Live, featuring the original Not Ready for Prime Time players, our friends at Time Life have just released 33 complete episodes as part of a brand new 12-disc DVD compilation that is available exclusively at timelife.com forward slash Saturday Night Live. This collection is called Saturday Night Live The Early Years and features such classic characters as the Coneheads, John Belushi's Samurai, Gilda Radner's Emily Latella, the original appearances of the Blues Brothers, plus such classic sketches as Landshark, Word Association, The Killer Bees, Super Basimatic, and a whole lot more. Saturday Night Live, the early years, 12-disc DVD collection available exclusively at timelife.com forward slash Saturday Night Live. This is a great gift idea for the SNL fan in your life. Guest hosts in this collection include Buck Henry, Elliot Gould, Madeline Kahn, Eric Idle, Candace Bergen, Charles Grodin, and Carrie Fisher. While the musical guests included in Saturday Night Live, the early years include Patti Smith, Carly Simon, Joe Cocker, Paul Simon, Santana, Frank Zappa, and a whole lot more. Extra features include rare footage of the original cast, including screen tests and interviews, a 28-page collector's book, a free bonus DVD featuring three classic episodes, including Chevy Chase returned to Saturday Night Live as host in an episode that featured Billy Joel, and a whole lot more. Saturday Night Live, the early years. Saturday Night Live, the early years. 33 complete episodes from the first five seasons of Saturday Night Live. Available now as part of a 12-disc box set. Available exclusively at timelife.com forward slash Saturday Night Live. Timelife.com forward slash Saturday Night Live. Lorraine Newman of Saturday Night Live and one of the founding members of the improv comedy troupe, The Groundlings, Lorraine Newman, will join us. We come back on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, 
have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.